my so my name is uh, Joey Camus. Um, I'm a footwear designer. I'm based in Boston currently. Um, I, I recently have gotten independent and started a a, a brand. I and I, I uh, it's called Melon, and um, I do a lot of my design work um, a little bit differently. A lot of the process involves uh, virtual reality, so that's kind of uh, where I'm at. What I'm doing right now. It's cool. I like the name Melon. Why is it called that? Uh, yeah, so uh, someone on our, our team came up with that name. Um, it kind of derives from um, a, a Greek word. Um, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but it's spelled like spelled like melon, and it means a, a promising future. Um, and so we kind of just derived that and turn, uh, convert it to melon, and, and that kind of became the name because it's like a very future-forward uh, brand, and, and, and the, the designs and the type of footwear we're doing is kind of like... Uh, trying to be innovative and not just uh, keep remaking the same kind of stuff that we've seen. So, yeah. Obviously, you're a footwear designer, so you've had a career like in footwear design. How did it all start? I know that you were an intern at Columbia Sportswear, so why don't you tell me how you did that? Yeah, so I so I studied design, uh, industrial design in school uh, at Purdue University, and, and then I slowly started figuring out that footwear design was was a thing that I could do, uh, that it, like footwear was like a, you know, a subcategory of, of products that you could design and kind of just got a, obsessed with it from there. Um, and then, so right after college, I started as an, uh, an intern on, uh, Columbia Sportswear's like innovation team. Uh, so I was a footwear designer on their innovation team and it was just a quick, like, uh, like three or four month summer internship out in Portland, Oregon. Um, but yeah, so that it was, uh, that's kind of how I got my start in the industry and, uh, a little bit, I guess a little bit before that was, some like classes and, and competitions that kind of guided, guided my like progress to get there from the, the pencil, uh, footwear design Academy, a former, um, Nike, uh, Jordan footwear designer, Dwayne Edwards, that he started a, a, a school to teach, um, kids how to be footwear designers from a you know, from like the, as early as like, I think high school and, and, and college students that m- normally wouldn't be able to like have access to a full university, like uh, program. So he started like a small school out in Portland and it, it's, it's kind of quite grown pretty big. They've done collaborations with brands here and there. Um, and, and now it's to the point where it's like, um, it's own it's own college now. I think it's in, in Detroit, but yeah, so it's like a, kind of a, a unique uh, school that kind of started up. Was it hard to get into that? Uh, it's kind of hard to get into some of the classes, but a lot of their competitions are open to anyone that wants to, and that's a good way to that. Uh, that's how I kind of started getting my design seen by other people in the industry. Um, but some, I think there's more classes available now that it's gotten bigger, But um, and I think for the most part, anyone can, can sign up. But there's some classes like the one I took that you have to like win a competition to get into. Um, where it was like a three three week like master class, and that one was like sponsored, and took place by uh, at New Balance. So we were like in their headquarters for a few weeks. Oh, that's sick! So, is what did you design and enter for this competition? Um, yeah, so I so it's funny because I I did a lot of their competitions for like a few years up until that point and never won anything. So it was it wasn't just like right out <laughs> right out the gate um, have success. But I so I design they gave us. Um, a pretty vague prompt. I can't remember exactly what it was, but 
Um, I think it had to do with designing like an innovative running shoe based on some of their new technologies at the time. I think they're, they're and their aesthetic. So um, it was just sketching a, a lateral view of a of what, a New Balance shoe concept and and kind of making like a video explaining like your process, some sketches and the reasons why you designed it, how you did. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the submission and that got me into the, into the class. So you went from doing this and then you went to your internship at Columbia Sportswear. What did you learn being there? Like how was it actually being an intern there? Um, yeah, it was cool. It was, it was like, uh, it was, it was really interesting and probably valuable to be on like working alongside the innovation team. Cause no, I think as a designer, sometimes you, you normally wouldn't get like ex- exposure to that stuff. So I was like in there, in their lab and we're watching them do experiments for things that are, you know, five, six, seven years out, um, and working with new technologies that won't be out for a while. So I kind of got to design, um, work on some like personal projects, but uh, are based around technologies that they weren't even like really using yet. So that was, that was really cool. Um, it was, it was, it was just like a really good experience overall. It was, it was, it was too quick, but, um, just cause the, that's how kind of, you know, the internship goes, but, um, yeah, I definitely like learned a lot about the, a lot of the processes and how to like actually implement, uh, innovations into, into designs and in, into like the product line. Um, yeah. yeah obviously technology dictates how you can design especially in footwear so it's yeah it seems it seems to make sense that any designer would also need to like being exposed to this is only going to aid your designs and like bring new inspiration of what's actually possible in that moment in time so that's really cool and then so you went from here and then what was the next stage after this in your career yeah so after columbia I'm trying to think because I think there was a bit of time off. I was still out in Portland for a little bit and then came back home uh, to Indiana where I'm from and just kept working on like my sketchbook, my portfolio, all that stuff. Was talking to a bunch of people, trying to network out in in, in Portland, not really having much luck. And then um, and then at the end of that year or the, coming the, the new year after that, so it must, must have been like 2019, um, I think that's when I got like a, a message from one of the Reebok recruiters and someone had found my work on Instagram and, and wanted to interview me for a position. And then I got a, a an apprenticeship. Um, so I go a, basically a one year, like internship type of thing, uh, at Reebok. And so I was back out in Boston again, um, after, you know, I was there for the new balance thing. So I was back out in Boston, um, and doing a footwear design apprenticeship on at the time was the textile team. So it was kind of like their, um, I wouldn't say athleisure. It was like, they're more like uh sport sport style. Like I think you'd call it a lot of other uh, brands. Um, and I did a lot of different things there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I got started. And then more of my into like merging into like more of like a full-time designer. Yeah. That's sick. It's, it's really cool that you got, um, scouted out for it it just shows that it's good um like put being able to put your work on instagram or different platforms is like such a good opportunity and people are looking for these new designers so that's really cool were you really happy when they reached out to you yeah it was kind of crazy because i was it was one of the like i had i've been applying to a bunch of places and not hearing back from any of them and it's kind of funny i've i've always gotten work or or jobs through um, 
Instagram and I pretty much never get any jobs I actually apply for, which is kind of funny, but it, I think it, it's interesting because like, you know, the, my, the person uh, who ended up being my mentor at, at Reebok was the guy who saw my stuff on Instagram and, you know, recommended me for the job. And, you know, we're still really close today and he helps me with a bunch of stuff and we're good friends. So it's, it's just kind of cool how like the, um, uh, at that, at that time. And especially now there's so much of that industry that's connected just from Instagram. And, you know, if, if you don't know anything about footwear design, but you have cool ideas, you can start posting them and, and get discovered potentially. So, yeah. So when you're, when you were posting your ideas on Instagram, were you actually making like physical shoes or how are you, how were you designing them? Did you have that technical knowledge or was it more concepts? Um, yeah, it was a, there's a bit more concepts. I had a little bit of technical knowledge, but only enough I could get, could have gotten from that, like the new balance class and then the, the internship. So like I had enough of like, like good ways to design shoes and like the basics and all that kind of stuff. But I, I had, I think I had done some like really rough, like mock-up and prototype sort of things, but I hadn't put out any like real designs or, or products or anything at the time. It was mostly just sketches. I was just working on my um, sketching at that point. Yeah. And obviously now, like with your brand and your designs now, you have a real focus on newness and innovation. Like you said, your brand really focuses on the future and forward thinking. Was this something that was always within your designs or did this come later? Yeah, I think at the beginning, I was just trying to learn the basics and design, um, you know, design like more traditional sneakers, but I slowly got kind of bored of it and, and had different ideas because it was just a, also just a way to stand out because you can, um, you know, sketch a, a million different shoes that already like look like something that exists. But I, I kind of had more interest in getting more conceptual or an experimental with it. Um, and so to be able to kind of now start getting into doing that and making those concepts like reality has has been like kind of the the goal I've had over the past uh, couple of years. So obviously then you decided to walk away from working from these big brands and actually start your own thing. Is that why you decided to do that? Because you felt you were kind of too much in the box of what you could create? Yeah, there, so there's like a couple things that happened toward the end of my time at, at Reebok that like really made me want to like go on my own path and be able to do new things and, and all that stuff. Um, so one of them was getting into um, finding out about like NFTs and like the digital art and all that and, and being able to sell kind of concept art essentially and, and building a brand that way. Um, so that was something that kind of got on my radar and I had some uh early like success with when the nft like thing took off at the beginning of 20 uh 2021 um and then on on top of that i got um i, w I wasn't necessarily looking to go like independent but i was also kind of getting bored of of like how many more iterations of of these sneakers can i make when i'm doing i was doing a lot of like classics footwear at at Reebok and I was just like not really that excited about a lot of the stuff I was being able to work on um and then out of nowhere again from Instagram I get like a message from a guy who happens to be uh Kanye's manager and so he had reached out to me and that kind of was the final switch it was like that and the NFT thing and 
and that kind of just like was a lot of things just added up and I was able to leave and do some like contract work for him and and start um uh start building my own like independent kind of design studio if you will yeah well so what did you do for Kanye I was just doing some like footwear design making a lot of like 3d modeling type stuff pretty much like what I a lot of similar to at least process wise of what I do now just making just making a bunch of uh, concepts um and modeling them up pretty much it was it was pretty pretty uh like standard uh footwear design work but I was just doing it more up from 3d 3d focus yeah no that's crazy and was it how was that shift going from kind of the safety of like working for a big brand and then going on your own was there any time when you were like questioning whether it was the right idea or did you know 100% that it was the right thing yeah I mean like I it was it's definitely like a lot to like take in to to do that and to leave the the comfort of the job and but and it's still like there's still like moments now where I'm like uh because there's so many like ups ups and downs there's less consistency you have to go out and like kind of you know luckily social media lets work come to me a bit but I still have to go out and like push to find work and and all that stuff but um I think there's there's a little bit of comfort knowing like if I really needed to or wanted to I could always go back to those types of um to those types of like jobs um uh, but but to be able to like take the risk it, it's it's easier to kind of I think to go back than wait along like years and years and then try to go independent no it's so true it's so true and it's yeah it's really cool and luckily I mean you seem to seems to be what goes right for you just getting reached out to on Instagram so I think you're in a good position for sure so what's your favorite project that you've done being independent there's a lot of stuff that's just not out yet at the moment but the first one I think that was really cool is the first shoe that we did with our with our brand melon that we did with uh Zellerfeld the they're a 3d 3d printing uh a footwear 3d printing company out in um out in Germany and we just did we just like launched uh about a month ago our first shoe with them uh so it was like a shoe that was fully designed in virtual reality i designed with um with finn rush taylor he's another designer on our on, on melon um one of the co-founders as well so we designed that together in virtual reality he's in london i'm in boston we were able to hop in vr and work on stuff together and then send the shoe to out to germany they 3d print it and it's it's fully wearable and definitely different looking and um i think that that's definitely been my favorite project it's it's there's there's a few other designers that have been working with uh Zellerfeld that have stuff out like heron preston and kids super but it's definitely something that was like uh that's super unique and fun to be be part of yeah i've only just kind of come across that brand and it's really cool i think 3d printing for footwear is such an interesting um such an interesting avenue but so yeah, you mentioned obviously you design things in VR. That's pretty crazy. Like, why do you? How did you get into this, and what's the value in it? Yeah. So uh, again, my my mentor at Reebok, he was um, he was really into the VR stuff and gra and Gravity Sketch. That's the software that we use for modeling. Um, and this was like before a lot of people were using it. He was he was using it a lot and trying to implement it into the process and coming up with these. Uh, concepts and being able to you know render them other than just like you know hand sketching and stuff 
And so he introduced it to me and I just got, I just got hooked onto it. And, um, it, it's because I, I've been wanting to learn 3d softwares. Um, but it was, they're all so like, um, at least the ones I had tried were so there was such a learning curve and they were much more like an engineer brain to kind of use. And they were not as intuitive and not, it was more of like, I have a design and I can make, I can, you know, create the 3d model in here, but I wanted to be able to experiment and like ideate in 3d. And then that's where kind of gravity sketch was just, and working in VR, just so much more like intuitive and, and natural it feels like you're kind of sculpting as opposed to like laying out blueprints for, for a design. Yeah. Cause it's funny because it's funny you describe it as sculpting that like really makes sense. But do you think the technology is kind of up to date enough? Do you design everything in VR? It's it's definitely has like a few things that a lot and a lot of designers are asking for from it and they're in there they're working on it and they're like um, but it's I mean for the most part it's it's pretty it's pretty good like that other than some you know adding some textures and 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 stuff like that to the to the outsole like the entire shoe that we're we've produced was modeled in in virtual reality and and there's a lot of stuff I'm working on at the moment that for the most part going to be modeled and designed in, in virtual reality and, and pretty much for the most part, you know, without, with a few things here and there production ready, at least from a 3d printing standpoint. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's definitely forward thinking. So and you mentioned NFTs as well. So what's your kind of perception of digital fashion, the metaverse, like fashion within the metaverse, what's your um, opinion on this? It's, it seems like something that's so early. There's a lot of people that are just like, this is, is like, what's the point? It's useless and whatever. And I, I kind of see where they, where they come from because they're like, why do I want just a, a digital shoe or digital fashion? But I think I think once it gets more involved in like, um, uh, I think once the, t the technology and like the, you know, the visuals of it get kind of better, it'll make more sense to people. I think gaming plays a huge part in that. You know, people are buying... Um, like kids are buying, spending like real money and a lot of money on on skins and games, like for accessories and outfits and and gear and and all that kind of stuff. And so I think it, where NFTs and all that stuff will kind of come in is giving giving that person actual ownership of it and being able to like transfer that type of thing from game to game or or virtual world to virtual world. Um, so I don't know, there's like, there's like so many different little things that can happen here and there that'll start making it validated, but even just like having, using NFTs as a way to like, people have like a little piece of, um, of ownership of like, a, they're like a, in our case, like they kind of have like a membership card, but it's like digitally attached to their wallet, like forever, as long as they're holding it and they can have the benefits of it. They can have early, we can, you know give them different like value to it, like early access or, or exclusive access to new products and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, if they don't want it anymore, they can sell it off even, you know, and get all their uh, money back or even make a profit. And it's kind of like a, um, like a, almost a resale market of that too. And then, um, or one more, th one more thing, but there's just so many things about it. But mm -hmm. um, the last thing is just, uh, I think from a designer standpoint is, the ability to, um, if you if you can link an NFT to like the product that you're selling, the ability to like 
embed uh, royalties into that. Like that's something that's not very common at all for footwear designers, even independent ones, but especially not like um, designers that like a, a brand. That's that's something that's I think will be a, a big mover for that for footwear designers. For example, like someone, you know, buys the NFT for a melon and they, so they have like a kind of a digital, like animated, like rendering of it. That's the, like the visual repre- representation of that NFT. Um, but in that NFT is like a contract that's on, um, that's on the, the like Ethereum blockchain. And, and in that contract, you can put it, you know, you can add that every time like this is sold on like a secondary market that, uh, the, it'll give a percentage of royalties that however you define it will go back to the the brand or designer um so that's kind of, and and with the nft they also get a pair an actual physical pair of the shoes so um that's kind of how it works but there's i mean there's so many ways you can you can make the contract um do whatever you want however many much royalties however it works it, it, it's kind of all things you can you can customize instead of just like um you know, because I, I guess for an example in like how, how sneakers are today, there's so much money in the the resale um, value of sneakers that the brand, like Nike and Yeezy and all these brands, like they're not seeing any of that, um, of of like the, the from the secondary market sales. Um, and so I think this, this kind of technology could in a way allow for a percentage of that to always come back to the designer. Yeah, I suppose it kind of relates to the creator economy that's being born out of digital fashion and this new metaverse type world. So I think that's really cool. And I think, yeah, so you obviously, with is it with every single one of your melon footwear designs, it also comes with an NFT or is it only certain ones? So there's like a, still an option to to just buy the shoe. Like we don't want to like kind of limit it to that market. So there's, there's an option to like, just, if you want to just buy the shoe, you can go on, um, and order, order a pair of shoes. But if like the NFT is something you want to like kind of be involved in and have the benefits of that, like, um, that's an opt in. Yeah. Sorry. Was that, I said you, you're able to like opt in if you want that as well or just not. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so you're, you know, you can, um, take on that for like a little bit extra, like extra cost, but there could be in, I mean, that value might already pay for itself after using it a couple of times on like discounts or, or just going, getting access to like, if we have a, an event or something in the future, like a pop-up or something like the, the value can, um, you know, get paid off, uh, pretty quickly with stuff, something like that. But yeah, we definitely keep the option open to, if you just want the shoes, just buy the shoes type of thing. Yeah, and is this like a, in terms of you actually building your own footwear brand, is it a tactical move from you just to be relevant in the digital space as well? Or is it because you really believe in this type of technology? I think it's I think it's both because I definitely believe in like where this technology is going. I think there's enough people that are starting to use it and, and really show how it can... Um, like bring value to designers and, and, and more freedom for like smaller brands and startups and stuff like that. So now I kind of want to know a bit more about like how you actually came about to build your 
brand and like what went into that so how the transition was going from working for these huge the biggest brands in the world for footwear design to then creating your own brand like obviously you've you must have to wear now multiple hats rather than just the footwear designer how have you found that transition yeah it's definitely like a lot to to learn but i think the the good thing is um because we're kind of taking a different approach so we don't have to exactly follow like a set of guidelines of how to start a brand and how to you know sell product and how to build it that kind of stuff we definitely like want to learn from what people are doing and what works but there's new ways of doing it so we have like a team of like five people so there's someone that kind of is more of like the nft like uh digital like expert and and deals with that stuff and like more of the business side and then we have um the two designers me and finn and then uh um um another guy dealing with like the 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 tech side of of things and you know writing the nft contracts and the website and and all that you know all that kind of stuff yeah so then from like a creative side not only do we have to design the footwear but start coming up with like like marketing campaigns and and all that and all that kind of stuff and and creating content and, and like uh directing like uh working out with other creatives to create like photo shoots and other types of content and stuff like that but um the other thing that's that one important thing that is that usually makes it so hard for uh someone to just start a brand and have success um early is the amount of cost it takes just like with traditional manufacturing of footwear and like the investment of in opening um, all the molds and, and, you know, molds of every single size and for men's and for women's and all the material sourcing and that. But when we can, um, that's kind of where we we're taking a different approach to starting a brand is when we can p- early on partner up with like Zellerfeld, mm-hmm. uh, there's not like a huge, there's no investment in molds. They're all printing. They're just printing the shoes from a model we send them. So there's no investment in molds and all that stuff. So we can, we can start, um, you know, profiting earlier than, than you normally would. So that's kind of like the different approach, um, with starting the brand that we took. And is that a benefit of 3d printing as a whole, or is it more of your partnership, um, that allows this? It's, it's kind of a benefit of 3d printing as a whole, but at the, the partnership is a huge part of it because Zellerfeld is like one of maybe a couple that have uh, actually figured out how to make durable, comfortable, fully wearable um, 3D printed footwear. And there's a, there's a ton of other benefits to um, to 3D printing the footwear because because of those things. Like you don't have to invest in molds and open different size runs for every time you have a, a different design. Um, and then there's like a sustainability thing to it too, because the entire shoe is one material. Um, you know, they have a plan where you can, after you've kind of worn your shoe out, you can send it back. They just grind up the material and reuse it to print your next shoe type of thing. So it's, it's they're actually creating like a full, like uh, circular uh, sustainability um, uh, plan. Yeah, it's so good. I was speaking, I had, well, I have an episode with, um, um, Ping, so the creator of uh, a live form and he creates 3d printed shoes as well and then he was explaining obviously that because yeah it's all one material it's not like it has different upper lower components and one day this will make it easier to be 
recycled. I think that's a really cool lens to look at 3D printing through. Um, so when you started your brand, did you know from the get-go that you wanted it to be 3D printed footwear or did that just naturally come down the journey of it? Yeah, a lot of it kind of just aligned over over a couple of years and just like worked out that way because um, me and, and Finn, uh, Finn had been working with them on his own like personal stuff for a, a little bit longer than I have. Um, but we both had a relationship with the, the founder of, of Zellerfeld and he'd been wanting to make, make shoes with us. And then once we started the brand, it kind of aligned perfectly where we can, um, you know, partner up on that. And, and from like a, a newly established brand show that you can start, um, you know, uh, producing and selling shoes like that, just from, from like a brand new brand without like massive, like investments and, and working with like uh you know factories in in asia or something like that yeah it's really cool i think 3d printing's so sick but is it you said that it's hard to make durable um footwear through 3d printing is it from your knowledge is it evolving in a way is there a lot of is there a lot of innovation coming from the 3d printing space that's going to allow it to become more suitable for kind of mass footwear production or is it yeah how how is it going with all of that yeah so like that's the thing is a lot of people have you know you relatively like affordable printers that some people just have in their own house or in their own studio and they can print footwear that's like you know flexible and you can put your foot in it and it you know feels comfortable but there's just so many like little things here and there with the how the process is done the time that it takes the uh material like efficiency and all this stuff that like you're just not gonna and you're not gonna be able to do that scale when you're you know have a few printers or something in a studio but um what at least from i'm not like super familiar with um the the future of like other 3d printing like companies but like at least with zellerfeld like they you know they plan on scaling up their their printer farm like massive and being able to like more like mass produce and and all that stuff and and they're working on the efficiency of like the time to print and how much material to use to use, you know, less material and, and all those kinds of things. So I think eventually just over t as, you know, as long as it, the, um, they'll just continue to like keep scaling up and open up, you know, different like printer farms all over the world. So it's not all coming from one place and that'll you know be a bit more efficient on that end too. So I think it's, um, I think it'll definitely become something that's a lot more, more common as it as it scales up but the technology is definitely there it's just from a few different places that are innovating in their own ways yeah and then for you as a as the designer now that you design for 3d printed footwear specifically how is that different to how you were designing before did you had to learn new skills what is it you design your designs in like how has that transition been it's definitely a different uh, process because you're not thinking about, which I, I still do some traditional like footwear design stuff, but you're not thinking about, um, you know, the layering of different materials and how they interact and, and all like uh, how they, you know, adhere to each other from like the upper to the, the midsole and then the separate outsole piece, like all these components and parts. So you're, you're kind of thinking of it as this whole, um, this one piece and how it all works together and how it, all the lines flow together nicely to create like uh like a nice like 
you know, a good, well-designed, like, shape and functional shape. And then from, like, the process-wise, it's it's a different, but it plays well into using Gravity Sketch with VR because um, I'm able to, you know, bring in the shoe last shape uh, into VR and just build directly around it. So I can basically just, you know, design the shell, what the shoe looks like on the outside, merge it with the last, and, um, you know, now I have, uh, I don't have to deal with, um, like the blueprint process necessarily. I we can all just we can just make those adjustments live on the 3D model. Um, and I don't have to send a bunch of like section views and all that. Um, and tech packing that uh, you would normally have to do to communicate all those things that you're trying to communicate in a normal design process. Yeah, it's so. It, I mean, it's so cool how you're combining all these different technologies like VR and then 3D printing all into the all into the product development process do you think that do you think these technologies really yes yeah, speed up the manufacturing time and do you think they also aid the creative process as well yeah they definitely um it's definitely like leading to a lot more like just newer ideas obviously like a, there's like a big trend with like you know foam runner and clogs and crocs and like all, all those that kind of style of, of footwear and i think this the 3d printing is kind of um touching on that a, a bit um and so that for that second part it was it's aiding the creative process for sure because i think there's a lot of ideas that people have um that are going to be limited um you know, whether it's cost wise or feasibility or like like actual like manufacturing limitations that are that you have with normal um footwear making that now new ideas can be made because there's going to be you know, I mean, there's a lot of this stuff we're working on now, it could be manufactured like norm, like with like, as in like an EVA foam, like clog. Um, but then there's things that you, you don't benefit from, from not having it 3D printed. But in the future, I think once the technology gets a little bit better, there will be ideas that you can make with 3D printing that you just completely wouldn't even be able to make with, um, traditional manufacturing and i think there's a lot of ideas that people have had for years and now they'll be able to make them so are you also looking at other technologies is it kind of something that as a company as an individual you're interested in to look at new innovative ways to create and man manufacture is that do you kind of have your eyes open to new emerging technologies as well yeah, definitely always on the lookout for that type of stuff. At the moment, um, there's nothing I can think of from that. But but yeah, I mean, 3D printing is definitely the the big focus here because it's something that's actually becoming um, useful for us. I, I can't think of anything else at the moment, but that's that's kind of gonna be like that's like the the plan and the vision of of the brand is always like. Um, Look, being like a step ahead in the future and, and looking at new technologies and experimenting with that stuff um, before it hits hits mainstream. Yeah, it's so cool. Honestly, like when I saw um, when I saw what you were doing, I was like, whoa, it's this, I really haven't seen anything like it and it's definitely the future. And I think it's, I think what I really like about it as well, like when you're talking about designing in VR, it's not like you're doing it for the novelty, like it's genuinely improving your process and you genuinely prefer to work in that way. And I think that's like the cool part of it because it's like true innovation. It's not just, it's not just doing it um, 
yeah so like it's not just a fad it's actually bringing value to your process so it's really cool to see that yeah to see brands that are actually being born like this it's like really really cool so as a closing question in your opinion what is the future of footwear design or where is footwear design going um i think the biggest thing that i see is um it's going to be a lot more independent i think um you know i think a lot of people still want to and it's still like a really cool job to be able to work at um uh you know a brand or company or like a nike or adidas or whatever but i think there's also a lot more interest if you can go and there's a lot more access to these tools and resources and manufacturing um processes that are they're all kind of aligned up to like the tools that you need to be more independent as a creative um and i so i think that i think it'll just become a lot more a lot more like notoriety and credit given to designers that that create for these these um brands because they'll be kind of you know uh, they'll be their own thing and not tied down to necessarily a brand. They can do work for several, several places while, you know, doing their own brand as like, I, like I plan to be doing. Yeah. And you, you are literally proof that it works out because like you said, all of the, all of the opportunities you've had have come from your own independent projects rather than you specifically going out and applying for stuff. So I think, yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. Um, yeah. And I also like how it's tying into your, your brand with your nfts and giving that um giving those royalties back to the original designer so yeah i think that's really that's really cool and it's really inspiring i can imagine for people who are designers because it shows yeah they can really bring their own unique designs to life and then get recognized for them so it's amazing um so where can people check out you and your brand yeah so um my instagram is uh, Joey Camus Design on Instagram, um, and then our brand is Melon uh, M L L N dot I O is our handle, and it's also our website. It should be our handle for most social media like Twitter, Instagram, all that. Um, so yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's basically. And then there's links to all the other socials on, that you'll you'll find on there too. So I don't need to <laughs> I don't need to run down the whole list of all that, but yeah. Amazing. Well. Honestly, I absolutely love what you're doing and I'm so excited to see how it evolves. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.